Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. How are you doing? How is everyone? Good. I'm wearing this so that you realise your husband is better dressed than you think, okay? So you need to compliment him. This is, uh, it's actually my last day um, in my 30s today. So, again, another reason to wear a ridiculous shirt and uh, make you all feel more comfortable. <laughs> oh, well, so many good things happening uh, in church. Hey, we just finished, uh, we did a, a, a practical leadership short course uh, just over several weeks on a Tuesday night, and it was really, really fun. And uh, I actually wanted to ask uh, one of the people that was part of uh, those sessions together uh, just to come and share a couple of things, because we'll probably do a, we'll probably revisit that again next next year. Um, it was really good. We just got into some some nuts and bolts of just just leadership in life, uh, in our in our workplaces, in in our own teams and staff meetings and things like that. And uh, but can we just quickly just give it up for Michelle Parker? I've asked her to come and just share a few words, Michelle. Thank you. Hi, church family. My name is Michelle, and I want to thank this pastor Christian so much. The wonderful courses that he puts on, the notes for further study, um, fearless question and answer time when he just promises to give his opinions. And his wacky experiences. He's been everywhere, done everything, and is still keen to do interesting things. But one of the things I love about this church is that they throw on these leadership courses, communication courses, all kinds of things of interest that will help us and equip us to help you. So it's been such a positive experience. So the the next time you get the chance to... Come along to some of the church's courses. Thanks, Pastor. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle was without a functioning voice predominantly for a long time, and so she, that's actually a, a miracle work of God working that she's, um, she's got a voice to speak. So let's give her one more cheer. That was, that was courageous. All right. Pastor Josh and Kristen will be back next Sunday. And uh, they're getting refreshed and getting excited about all the great things that are happening. Uh, now we have the Noosa Try on this weekend, which is always uh, really great for the community and um, a bunch of people from church are a part of that. Uh, also, sometimes, I don't know, some people also, there's, you know, the road closures and things like that. But if you're thinking after church of going and, you know, let's have a leisurely picnic down at Hastings Street, it's not the day, okay, because <laughs> there's another 10,000 or whatever people down there, uh, so parking is non-existent. If you're thinking of doing something after church, probably head more hinterland uh, versus into the, the thick of it. Or if you love uh, Lycra, or if, you, if watching people getting fit makes you feel more fit and you just want to, like, people watch, then go for your life, but it's going to be, uh, it is crazy to sit down there already, um, and there are road closures, but uh, obviously we all, we all dodged that which is fantastic. Today, I want to share uh, a couple of thoughts on experience and exposure. And it was actually a thought that came up in uh, one of our the practical leadership course sessions, experience and exposure. And so often, when it's, whether it's our life or we want opportunity uh, or in our faith, where we're like, well, what's next? 
Uh, sometimes we were waiting for either the lightning bolt or we're waiting for the green light or we're waiting for uh, someone to kind of, I don't know, extend the scepter and anoint us and so you have permission to act or take action or take the next step. And, uh, and yet, I just wanted to kind of debunk that a little bit today uh, out of Scripture. And uh, we're going to start in Acts chapter 4 and just uh, let's pray as we open God's Word. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the truth of your Bible. Lord, your, your truth, speak to us today, Father God. I thank you for all of the hearts and ears and minds and, and, and lives that are in this room, God, the families that they represent, Lord. Help us today to see you more clearly and see how we can outwork your kingdom through our life today in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 4, and I'm going to kind of read the preamble to it, uh, just so you've got a bit, a bit of the, the context before we get to uh, verse 13. It says this, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men who came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. How good is this? That when these people saw these uneducated, untrained people, and they said they realized that they'd been with Jesus. They realized that these guys had been exposed to Jesus. They realized that, they'd, that these guys had had experience with Jesus. And, and I, I want to say to us, that's exactly how life works in all other realms. You know, sometimes we've got a theory, but who knows that a bunch of, uh, a little bit of experience trumps a bunch of theory. You know what I mean? Like if someone, if there's 10 people in a room and they've got some theories about something, but someone walks in and they're actually qualified in that area, uh, whether it's medicine or whether it's uh, home maintenance, whatever it looks like, then that person that's got some experience, uh, then they're the one that obviously has influence and actually can change things, can affect things. I'm not saying theories don't work. They just need to be actioned out and, and proven and tested and earthed out to be qualified. That's all. And yet for us, sometimes in life, we're thinking about what's next or whether that's uh, in, our, in the field that we're in or whether it's some other field. And I want to tell you that experience and exposure is such an important thing. And it's, it's, uh, experience and exposure is an important thing with God. 
And it's also an important thing in life. And when people experience you or when they are exposed to you, do they, can they tell that you've been with Jesus? Is there any, is there any, uh, any evidence in your life that, that God has done a work in your life, that he has saved and delivered you and rescued you? Because often we can think things are happening, but the, the litmus test, people say the proof is in the pudding. No, it's not. It's, it's act, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. We've misquoted that. There's no proof in pudding. It sits there. The proof of the pudding is in the tasting. Then, no, no, that's a good pudding. Otherwise, it looks, sits there, could be glazed. But who knows? It could be plastic. <laughs> so it's in the tasting. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And do people taste and see if you're good? You know what I mean? We come in here and we, we look nice, we look showered and, and happy. But, you know, during the week, uh, are people tasting and seeing going, wow, God is doing something fantastic in your life? It's the highest compliment when they might not understand everything, but highest compliment when someone says, what is it about you? Something different about you, man. I'm like, fantastic. Unless it's something bad because something different about you. You're atrocious, you know. <laughs> When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Can people tell? Can people tell who you've been with? You can totally tell who you've been with. You know what I mean? It's if you've got kids and they start hanging out with other people and suddenly you can just tell who they've been with. Language changes. Behavior changes. Attitudes change. In good or bad ways. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says this, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That sounds churchy. That sounds like godly and biblical, which it is. Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. But do you know that is actually the path of influence and it's the path of leadership is service. If someone wants to be an expert in an area, they don't become an expert by theory. They could become an expert by serving someone else. Serving gets you experience, and then experience gives you authority. So Jesus gave his life to serve others. No wonder he was a gun. No wonder he could speak with confidence and authority. Like practically speaking, if, I, if, if I'm thinking, how can I be a blessing to Jamie's life, you know how? However, God doesn't actually mind. He's like, come up with a great idea. I could serve him uh, by making him a cake. You know what I mean? If I want to be a, an expert in an area, if I want to have authority in an area, I can't have, if I want to have authority in hospitality, I can't have never cooked. But the, the, the pathway into that's pretty easy. Just start, have a go. You know what I mean? It's the same in, in most areas of business is you serve others, you get experience, that gives you authority, and then you have influence. I did it once, I started a glass restoration business, I had no idea what I was doing, but no one's going to knock you back when you say, I want to clean your shower screen for free. Why? Serve others, learned, got some experience doing it, learned what to do and what not to do, but who knows when something's already rubbish, you can't mess it up. Gain experience, 
gives you authority, then you become an expert. It did that in different, you know, different uh, abrasives and different pads and different uh, liquids and, and, and different, you know, all these kinds of things uh, on my own, on friends. Again, not trying, to, not trying to make a business from day one. I want to charge it. No, no, no. I want to do it for free. I want to serve you. I want to serve your need. I want to do something here. Not once, repetitively. I'll do that and then do that and then someone else and then someone else and then learn as we go and then we'll get to a point where I actually understand what I'm doing and then you go to person number, you know, F and say, hey, look, Mr. A, Mrs. B, Mrs. I've just done their shower screens and, uh, and, and they're happy. You can chat with them if they want. Uh, but now I'm just going to, but, but I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a relatively new business, so I'm going to do it at half price for you. Instead of 180 bucks, it's 90 bucks this week if you're keen. Great, done. And then the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, I'm doing a, a whole high rise full of shower screens. Now, I didn't want to continue doing that. The business worked, serving others worked. Right, gave me experience and it gave me exposure, which gave me authority in an area, and then I could become an expert. I got there and then realized, no, I don't want to do that with my life. But, <laughs> but this is how, literally, how practical it can be. Sometimes we are waiting, God, what next? And He's like, anything, just do anything, just do something. Get out from under the doona and serve humanity. <laughs> You know what I mean? If, if you dream and, and if God's placed something in your heart, if it's to be a, a, a top chef, then great, do it. Like cook your, cook your parents some eggs on toast for breakfast. Like just do something. You know, don't just watch MasterChef. Do something. Don't just sit there in theory and, and wish you could eat something nice. Serve someone. And in serving someone else, yeah, that's a great heart, but it's a fantastic benefit for you as well. You get experience. You get exposure. Ben Carsons, who's a, a presidential candidate in the US, uh, a neurosurgeon, a lovely, a great man, and he was actually talking about um, behaviours within prison and how there were certain uh, lifestyle choices, shall we say, that he said when people, it's interesting how so many uh, w- didn't have those kind of behaviours in life before they went to prison and yet afterwards, after exposure, after influence in, in, a, in an environment, the, the percentage of people that came out with different lifestyle choices was astronomical. And he was just talking about the fact that exposure to a situation, experience in a situation can, can, can harm or it can heal. And so in our life, who knows that it's uh, amazing. <clears throat> I grew up a Christian kid and, uh, you know, mates in youth. And then as we got teenage years and then some went to uni and became too smart for God and uh, you know, and then, or, you know, uh, parents not telling them they have to come every week. So, you know, whatever, they know better. That's cool. Uh, and then they get out of the habit. And who knows the amount of people when they have kids start coming back to church. That's fine. Why? Because suddenly we're all conscious again of experience and exposure. We want behaviors. We want, uh, we want to build God into the young people's life because we know whatever they're exposed to, it's going to reproduce in them. We want to get them around the right places or the right schools or the right environments or the right mentors or, you know, the right influences. And, and why? Because we're acutely aware of how powerful it is. Sometimes we need to treat ourselves with that same respect. In the kingdom of God, it's, it, God talks a lot in uh, agricultural kind of terms. You know, he's talking about sowing and reaping and about being good, uh, good soil. But not only just good soil, but he's saying that literally, you know what? Even in good soil or bad soil, soil doesn't care what you put in it. It'll produce whatever you put in. It'll just do its best. 
You know what I mean? If you, if he, it, you know, Saul doesn't say, sorry, mate, not watermelons again. <laughs> you, you're getting greedy. You, you, you sowed them last year. You know what I mean? If you put it in, it'll just do its best. Now, some conditions will grow better, but it's actually just, it's, it, the, the trick is to sow the right things in. And to our heart, the same thing. Sow the right things into our lives. Sow the right things into the lives of others. In service to others. And then you watch what happens in the increase. Again, you're probably thinking of other scriptures that come into mind. Probably, you know, one sows, one waters, and God gives the increase. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're part of that sowing process. Sometimes we're early on. Maybe we're influencing another life for Christ. uh, And we may not see that. I, I was talking to another friend the other day. And she said that uh, years ago, uh, there was a guy in her industry that was pretty rough, no idea who God was. And one day, God prompted her just to write a card just to say, hey, look, I think he was finishing up in a position or something. And, uh, and she felt a little bit embarrassed because he was quite anti-God or whatever. And she just wrote him a card, hey, look, th- uh, all the best for the future. I think God's got a great plan for your life. You know, something simple, whatever God had prompted her to do. And didn't see him again. And saw him like years and years and years later. Like five, six, seven years later. And he's like, calls her out of the blue, hey! And he, she's like, Who, who's this? It's, this? it's me from, you know, back there. And uh, he said, look, I'm, I'm a believer now. I've turned my life around and all this kind of stuff. And she had no idea. She thought he must have just, you know, maybe nothing happened or he threw the card out. But who knows that wherever we're at in that process, we just got to sow. We got to serve and we got to sow. But then you watch God give the increase. You can do it in God's kingdom, in other people's lives, in love and in hope and in, in, uh, in encouragement. But you can also do it in your industry, whatever you're actually involved in or want to be involved in. But it's, you know, what should I do next? Anything. <laughs> Anything. Just do something, please. Serving others gives you authority. Serving others gives you experience. And then experience gives you authority. It's the same with family. You might have come from a great family, bad family, no family, somewhere in between. And uh, you might feel, oh, that was my plight. I didn't, you know, it was out of my control. I was just born into that. But who knows? That's, I, I get that. But don't stay there as if that's the, 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 the limp for the rest of your life, because you know what you can do with family? You can just grow your own. <laughs> you can just grow one <laughs> from nothing. You know, you can, and the same you can do with friends. Yesterday afternoon, we had some, uh, some friends and family over, and I'd realised that these friends we'd now known for decades, which makes, again, me sound quite mature, despite the shirt. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd realised, how do you get lifelong friends? You just grow some. You just grow them. You know what I mean? You might say, oh, look, Christian, I don't have any lifelong friends. Okay, that's fine. Just start. Start now. 20 years' time. It's coming. You will get there one day. Whether you sow nothing or a lot and whether you invest into others' lives now, has, has that friendship at times maybe been inconvenient? Maybe. Has at times those friendships been uh, full of elation and good times? And uh, Yes, absolutely. Has there been uh, responsibilities into the friendship? Yes. Has there been benefits into the friendship? Has there been fun? And Yes, there has, but that's friendship. So it's, there's, a, there's a, a time, but now as a friend even, it's, it, it works the exact same way that if you, you've come to serve others, 
Serving gives you experience with someone, which then actually gives you authority to speak into their life. If I turn up into my child's life, I've never seen them. And then, you know, at, at, at 13, I'm like, hello, good to meet you. I'm your father. Now you need to do every, all of my rules. They're going to be like, who's you? What's going on? Hang on a sec. Why? Because I've had, they've had no exposure. There's been no experience there. I don't have authority in their life yet. Friends are the same. Sometimes we, we put on the cap of Christianity or somehow we know truth or something. And yet we've, got no, we've never served them. We've never seen them. We've never cared. We've never hung out and had fun. You know what I mean? They don't even actually like you yet. And then you're trying to tell them your opinion, you know? And then we wonder why it doesn't work. Same, exposure, the power of exposure, actually hanging out with people, enjoying friendships and, and family. It's amazing how leadership can open up in that. Because who knows that you could have a friend going through crisis. That doesn't mean they want to listen to your advice. <laughs> but if you've got a history of caring, <laughs> or even just, being, and even just being there together and doing life together, then... Both ways. I'm more open to, to their opinion and their thoughts because I know that. They know me. They, they watch out for me, you know, and my blind spots and what I can't see. Who knows? A good mate can tell you to pull your head in if you need to and you'll listen more than some stranger. Why? Exposure and experience. Exposure and experience. Some of you are in, in a profession and you, you don't particularly like it, but you've actually got opportunity to step into management. And I want to encourage you. I want to dare you to have a crack. One, because if, even if you don't like that industry, well, then you've got nothing to lose. But often, the favour of God comes on a person because they've got a heart to serve. And it'll actually, you can rise in an area that you had no intention of even being part of. And who knows, it feels different when you can then affect a culture. You can affect a workplace. You know what I mean? And so I want to tell you, some of you got opportunities. I hear it. Some of you are like, oh, I was thinking of quitting and now they want me to, you know, go into management there or something. And I'm like, fantastic. Like that is an open door of serving others. Go for it. Sorry, you're quiet today. Sorry. Am I? I thought maybe the footy's on behind me or something. No. Unless they're really quick. Turn it off when I turn around. A couple of 13 verse 8s. Romans 13 verse 8 says this, Owe no no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. And often that's talked about even financially, it's better to not owe everyone around, you know, under the sun, which is great, it's true, keeps your head clear and a simpler life if not everyone's chasing you for money and things like that. Talking about not owing everyone, yes, 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 but... I think a lot of times we stop short on that and say, um, but it actually talks about owing no one anything except love. One rendition of it says, except the debt, the ongoing debt of love. So I can, hopefully, I don't have to owe everyone stuff, but at the same time, I owe you to walk in love. There's actually a debt of love. I can't treat you with disrespect. I can't treat you with disdain. I actually still owe you and I've got to afford you Love. So even though, even if someone's in a position of uh, affluence, that doesn't mean they can be this ornery yuck. 
You know what I mean? Individual? No, 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 no. They still owe everyone the debt of love. Love to humanity, love to others, love and respect and encouragement. And so, and it also helps to keep us humble, keeps us under God, submitted to his ways and open to his leading. I owe you to be as nice as I can to you. You know what I mean? It's actually richer than all of us going, well, none of us owe anyone anything. We're all fine. And we're all clinical and life doesn't get messy. We don't care for each other and that we build bigger walls to the palaces. That's not God's kingdom. That's not the ultimate plan. The plan is that I still owe you. I want to bless you. I want to encourage you. I want to see you go forward. And it's actually my debt to do that to you. To still have a heartbeat and a pulse and a passion to see you move forward in life. Romans 13.8. Let's go to Hebrews 13.8. And this is great. And again, we're talking about experience and exposure today. If you come out of here today and go, uh, the next step is get some experience. Very simply, get some exposure to something. If you're interested in an area, especially in the day and age we live in, you can get on the internet, you can Google something, you can find out, you can volunteer you can just volunteer your way into, a, into an industry. You know, you can become a world leader in an area in not a, a very long amount of time because the, you know, literally the cycle time of information is getting quicker and quicker. And so even a lot of the, uh, a lot of the courses now, the, the professional advice is just take the top eight to ten books that are authored this year in that industry and you'll be about 80% up to date into that industry versus someone that maybe necessarily, you know, uh, studied it 10 years ago. Why? Because there's so many, there's so many new things happening. I'm not, I'm not anti-courses, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that it's actually the entry point, you can get your feet wet so brilliantly now. Like I said, you can do it in most industries. I thought you'd be more excited about that. Anyway. <laughs> I'll just text Kate and I'll see how the coffees are going. I think, just see if it's warm enough yet. How's my toasty? Yeah, put it in now. I think we're done. <laughs> Hebrews 38 says this, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Considering there's an outcome, not of their thoughts, an outcome of their conduct. Consider those whose faith follow, who have spoken the word of God to you. Who's that? Anyone. You could, you could be in a workplace, but there's someone preaching the word of God to you. It could be the janitor. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But look at whose faith you follow. I can't follow someone's faith if it's got no action, if I've had no exposure to it, if I've, if I've had no experience with it. If they've had no experience with faith, I can't follow it. You know what I mean? We talk about a lot, often it's talking about following Jesus or follow, follow me as I follow Christ. You can't follow if, there's no, if it's intangible. You can't follow if no one's served. You can't follow nothing that's got no substance to it and, and no one's ever done anything. It's hard to follow. Some of us have got theories. You're great people. We're great people, but it's, gee, you're just so hard to follow. Why? Because you're not doing anything. Like, I'm, if I literally turn up your door and say, I want to follow you, you're like, Cool, come back tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, you know. <laughs> Why? Rather, if we're active and we're doing stuff, then it actually gives people an example to follow. 
And yeah, it's going to be shabby, it's going to be bumpy, and there's going to be potholes around, and you're going to have to apologise at times. Uh, we're not saying we're perfect or our pathway is perfect, but, we, but it's, it's exhilarating. And isn't it great if someone were to want to find out more about following Christ, that you could actually say, cool, jump in the car, we're going somewhere. Versus, uh, I think there's a bus timetable, and that might take you somewhere you need to go <laughs> in life. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How good is that? It's literally the next verse is Jesus, man. He's always there. He's always rock solid. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can count on him. So when we've just talked about being an example and following the conduct of others, and then it's saying the end of that is Jesus himself. How good. How good that you know in your trade, you might be a, a, a sparky, you might be a brain surgeon, that actually people can follow that faith and find Jesus. <laughs> if I can get the band up, I mean that, this isn't a joke this time. This is... Romans 10, and uh, we're going to finish with this scripture. And it's uh, often talked about as a salvation scripture, which it can relate to, absolutely. Um, but also, I, I just want to put the onus back on you today, as in you can do something. It's in the power to, to affect changes in your hands. One scripture, one encouragement, one text, one uh, hour of volunteering. You could go, hey, I, you know, you want to you do something? You want to start something? You, I want to start a cafe. Great. Go and volunteer somewhere and say, I'll work for free for the next month and save your life savings and go and do that and get some exposure and get some experience. You know, there's, there's so many ways. I mean, out where we live, there's, there's farms galore. You can, you can volunteer. No one is going to uh, pretty much tell you to, to, to go home if you say, I want to come here and work for free. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, actually, there's so much opportunity to get experience, to get exposure, that's gonna, that you can serve other people that actually you can become an authority where they actually want to listen to your opinion by a heart of service to others. It's the same. God will teach us as we say, not that, Lord, give me your candy and all your benefits, but actually, Lord, I want to follow you and serve you. And he'll tell you, God will direct you. And he'll say, give that to someone else. And you're like, really? But if you do it, you watch, you'll actually, something will come to life there. And if we wait before we serve, nothing happens. That's the tragedy. But God will lead you into action. And he won't, you won't know the whole picture yet. We moved out on a 30-acre property and I had, I, uh, literally, I got a little push mower. And I didn't sit there and go, okay, God, when you, provide, when you can mow the whole joint, then I'll get started. And it was insanity. I started mowing 30 acres with a, with a push mower. But you know what? Why? Because it kept me sane. I, could, I took as much action as I could. I'm not sitting there complaining to God that he's not providing. Right? I sat there and I'm like, okay, Lord. And I learned. I learned more about grasses. And then the next thing, someone gave us a ride-on, which was rubbish. It didn't even work, but they gave it to us. Right? Well, and then it still wasn't good enough because the grass literally was up here. 
And it just it kept burning out, snapping, blade, uh, snapping, whatever they're called, belts and things. But I was learning. I was taking as much action as I could. And the next thing, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm moving forward. And then instead of only being able to mow, you know what I mean, 10 square meters, then we could mow a little bit more and learn a little bit more about the conditions and learn what to do and what not to do and realize that you can't mow rocks and stones unfortunately you need other machinery for that and and then the next thing now great I got a bigger mower and now we had friends over yesterday and they're like man it looks so nice down the front here and I'm like yeah but it it, there was pain and sweat and toil uh that was insane how I was my action was never going to get me where I needed to go and yet it did why because I took as much action as I could. I wasn't blaming God for not giving me enough. I wasn't saying, God, just rain down mowing from, you know, and and lawn care from heaven. No, no, no. I started. And then now out there, I had a a friend of mine needed to borrow a mower the other day. And he's like a big time farmer, like hundreds of acres of cattle and everything. He said, oh, mine's on the blink. Can I, have you got something I could borrow? I said, yeah, use, borrow mine. He comes around and he's like, man, what first? He goes, see, your place is looking great. Because when we turned up there, it was literally rocks and dirt. It wasn't, didn't even have grass. I wasn't even mowing grass. I was like, so there were sections where I just, why? Because I did as much as I could and it led to more. And I'm telling you today that there's something in your hands that you can do. It's a step and you're going, your brain is going, it's insane. It's never going to get you there. But you know in your heart, God's saying, do it, do it, do it. Spend the hour, give that, give that seed, take action, ask that person, start something, start serving others, and you watch that you give God that seed of what, it's never going to be enough, and yet he turns that, he breathes life into it in the kingdom of God, and suddenly then it starts to sprout. First the, first the blade, then the ear, and then the full corn in the ear, and this transforming power of God starts to happen over time. And you watch God lead you into an area that was, It wasn't even opened before, but he has to do it through your hand. As the scripture talks about, God has broken through on my enemies by my hand. They called him God of the breakthrough, Baal Perazim. But he said, God, you've broken through by my hand. I still give you all the glory, but I wasn't sitting on the couch. In In the gospel, you might have been saying, hey, God, I'm the only Christian in my workplace. Fantastic, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Shine your light. In Romans 10, I'm finishing. This is my last scripture. It says this. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and who bring glad tidings of good things. But have, they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what? You're in the right place You're at the right time. Preach God's word, not weird and kooky, but serve others and serve them with truth and honor other people, and honestly, how beautiful are your feet turning up somewhere with a word of encouragement that maybe no one else in that place has. Maybe God's wisdom to actually unlock the problems that you're facing. You turn up in this workplace, in this team, and you're like, it's a mess, and, and, and you're like, I don't even want to be here, and God's like, exactly, that's why you're going to pierce this darkness with light. And you watch, because I really believe as the, the days are ahead that God wants, he's got a great plan for your life, and, but him speaking it to you is not enough. 
He wants you to take more steps and more action. And, and you watch God's kingdom start to just swirl and manifest around your life as we honor God and pursue his ways, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things starting to be added to you. Can you stand this morning? I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the people that are here, Lord, these hearts in this room, that you have created every single one. Lord, you've created them with purpose, Father, with a future. And God, you've you literally, you've embedded the wisdom of God right down into their very cells. And so, Lord, this morning, I thank you, Lord, that even while we're praying right now, Lord, they're just ideas are coming to mind. The next step is coming to mind. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that has never known you and they're realizing what, that, what, what the blockage has been, they're like, God, I, I, I knew you were real, but I've never even acknowledged you. Then, Lord, I, I thank you for them here today that they can say a prayer, they can acknowledge you in their life, receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and keep moving forward with the power of the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that uh, no matter what time has been spent, no matter what time has passed, Lord, there's still, while it is today, Lord, people can sow seeds today. Lord, I thank you, Lord, they can take action today. God, as a people and as a church, help us to serve humanity, serve others, Lord, with the life-changing gospel, full of hope and full of life and full of salvation. And so, Lord, today, speak to each one of us as we go about our way and enjoy the rest of this Sunday afternoon. Father, we thank you for each other. Lord, thank you for the future that we have together. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.